Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about supplements for Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So Hashimoto's thyroiditis is obviously a thyroid condition which tends to cause low thyroid, although some people can experience bouts of hyperthyroidism as well. But one of the problems with this condition is that so many physicians uh, tend to believe that it really is just untreatable and they just let it you know, fester and go on until eventually you need thyroid medication. But that doesn't have to be what happens to you. So there are ways to naturally improve your, your Hashimoto's to reduce inflammation, to protect your thyroid gland. And we're gonna be talking about some of the ways that you can do that today through the means of certain over-the-counter dietary supplements. So if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist. I specialize in treating patients with thyroid conditions, helping people balance their hormones, and of course, helping people lose weight. Today, we're gonna be talking about Hashimoto's, which as many of you probably already know this, it is a type of thyroid condition, which as I said, as I mentioned before, tends to cause low thyroid function. So low, well, won't we use T, we'll say low thyroid. And by the way, this is just gonna be part one because there's actually a lot of supplements that you wanna talk about. Now, these are supplements that I would recommend that pretty much every patient with Hashimoto's should at least consider. And in my opinion, should probably at least take these for some period of time. It does not mean that you need to take these, these supplements forever, okay? I'm not saying that's the case, although I will talk about, you know, some of the lengths of time that you might wanna consider using these and, you know, uh, the, what I've seen in terms of what works best for my patients as we go through this. So we'll talk about these. So I'm only talking about four today. I'll have another four or five in part two as well. So let's talk about zinc, which is number one. Um, and again, let's, we're only gonna be talking about four today, but I wanna kind of link zinc and selenium here together because they sort of overlap in terms of their importance. Now, and let me take a step back as well and say this. When treating Hashimoto's, what you really want to focus on is your immune system. So your goal should be to reduce inflammation, to improve immune function, we'll just call it immune FX, and improve your thyroid. So there's really three goals of supplementation. Reduce inflammation, there's an end there, increase immune function or just balance immune function and increase your thyroid function. Because these, these are really the three main problems that patients with Hashimoto's will experience problems um, um, in. They'll have the issues with these three areas. So all of your supplements should be directed towards one or more of each of these three things. So let's talk about these supplements in terms of how they're impacting these things. So the first one is zinc. Now zinc and selenium, as I mentioned, sort of come as a pair. If you look at really any supplement, including a lot of my own, which are targeted towards people with thyroid conditions and Hashimoto's, they'll almost always contain zinc and selenium. And for good reason. Many patients with Hashimoto's are deficient in both zinc and selenium. Zinc and selenium play important roles in, in balancing thyroid function, but also in managing um, inflammation and immune function. So let's talk about zinc, then we'll talk about selenium and sort of how they overlap here. So one of the main benefits to zinc is the fact that it improves T4 to T3 conversion. So this is a process in your body that occurs whereby your body takes T4, which is the inactive thyroid hormone, and it activates it by turning it into T3. Now zinc is required for this to occur. If your zinc is low, which many patients with Hashimoto's have, it will not work as efficiently. So you will not be producing as much T3 um, as you would otherwise want to or like to, and this will result in low thyroid symptoms, or at least worsening thyroid symptoms. But in addition to that, low zinc is also associated with uh, immune problems. So we'll just do that. I'm saying it's decreased immune problems, but it, I mean, 
Really what it does is if you have low zinc, you tend to have an increased risk of autoimmunity and your immune system just doesn't function as well. So one of the, one of the things that you can do is take zinc if you have any sort of autoimmune deficiency or autoimmune um, condition. And this, this applies also to Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So again, because the Hashimoto's patients tend to be zinc deficient, you can get a lot of benefit by taking zinc because it improves thyroid function, which is one of the things that we want here. It also balances your immune system, which we want, and it actually has an, an impact on inflammation. So taking zinc can also reduce inflammation. Now remember I said zinc and selenium kind of come as a pair. So let's talk about some of the similarities here. Selenium also has an impact on T4 to T3 conversion, but Oh, as well as the immune system, but it does so, it impacts the immune system in sort of a different way. So what happens in Hashimoto's is you have a lot of localized thyroid gland damage, which occurs from thyroid gland inflammation. Now selenium is involved, um, it's actually complex to an enzyme called the selenoproteins, and these proteins produce certain really beneficial anti-inflammatory markers or anti-inflammatory compounds in your body. And one of those is glutathione. So this is getting over your head. Don't worry too much, I'll explain it to you. But basically what happens is glutathione reduces inflammation, it, it gathers up free, free radicals, and it protects your thyroid gland. If you don't have a sufficient amount of selenium, you will not have enough glutathione and you will have thyroid gland damage. So one of the things that you can do, called damage. So one of the things that you can do is take selenium, which increases glutathione, which also simultaneously increases T4 to T3 conversion, which is thyroid function, and it protects your thyroid gland. It reduces inflammation. Furthermore, we also have studies which show that taking selenium reduces antibodies, your thyroid antibodies. So these are the things that are floating around in your body that you're, or in your bloodstream that your body is creating, which latch onto your thyroid gland and your immune system says, hey, uh, what's going on there? I'm gonna start, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cause a ruckus over here and it damages that thyroid gland because the antibody stuck to it. So if you can get, eliminate these antibodies, which is critically important if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you will reduce thyroid gland inflammation. One of the ways you can do that is by taking selenium through this process I just described. That's through the, the impact that it has on glutathione, and then it will in, increase your or improve your thyroid by increasing T4 T3 conversion and so on. So there's plenty of reasons to take both zinc and selenium if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And again, this is one of the reasons why any supplement which is you know, worthwhile taking will have usually a combination of these things. Now, there isn't really an all-in-one supplement for Hashimoto's. You really need to address some of these things and we'll get, uh, it'll become evident as we explain the other two here. Um, but do at least look for supplements if, if you're interested that have zinc and or selenium. Um, in terms of dosing, well, we'll not talk about dosing this time. I'll, I, maybe, maybe we'll mention that next time. But if you have questions on dosing, if you wanna know how much, leave your comment in the question below and I can make a video specifically on that because that's, that's a whole other topic. So that's number two. Let's talk about number three. So one of the things that I feel like patients with Hashimoto's neglect all the time um, would, is their adrenals. So that's why I have adrenal support down here. Now what happens in the low thyroid state, which again, remember, Hashimoto's tends to cause ultimately, or several times, a low thyroid state, meaning there's not enough thyroid hormone in the body. So what happens when your thyroid is low, it also has a chain reaction which reduces your cortisol. Now, cortisol is the hormone, it's your stress hormone, it's released from your adrenal glands, and it really is what allows your body to, to manage the stress that you're under. If you're not producing enough cortisol, you're gonna be extremely sensitive to stress. So things that are, would otherwise not impact you as much will now have a big impact, impact on your body. So, and, and also, cortisol is responsible for helping you maintain your energy levels throughout the day, um, and really just, it's part of the reason why when people have cortisol issues, they have something called adrenal fatigue, which causes fatigue throughout the day, a reliance upon caffeine, and a whole other slew of symptoms. But what I want you to understand here, what's relevant to this discussion, is that most patients with Hashimoto's have an adrenal problem, whether they realize it or not. 
because of that, because of this connection I just mentioned. Low thyroid causes low cortisol, and that, well, it's actually the, the TSH, but anyway, that, that doesn't really matter. The point is, thyroid problems impact your cortisol, and that impacts your adrenal system. And what's interesting here is that just treating your thyroid, like taking zinc and selenium, even though it will improve your thyroid, will not improve your adrenal status. So you could treat your thyroid, but still have low energy because your adrenals have not been adequately addressed. So I always recommend every thyroid patient, whether they have Hashimoto's or not, by the way, but this is also relevant to those with Hashimoto's, take an adrenal support supplement for this reason. It will enhance uh, the way that you feel. It'll improve your, your uh, thyroid function as well. So it's, it's a combination effect. There's always, and I'm sure you've heard of this, there's the adrenal thyroid connection. This is why this is so important. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can do this. You can support your adrenals through, through several different supplements, but here is what I recommend. You can use um, adaptogens or glandulars. So adrenal adaptogens are basically usually herbal uh, botanical compounds which are derived from plants and they, and they help your body tolerate and manage stress. And they also help improve and balance your cortisol. So if your cortisol is high, they tend to lower it. If your cortisol is low, they tend to increase it. And they really can support that stress response, which allows you as a thyroid patient to go about your day-to-day -day business without having that impact on cortisol, which then impacts your thyroid. So again, I think thyroid adrenal support is incredibly important for all thyroid patients, especially for Hashimoto's. The next thing that you can do would be to use adrenal glandulars. Now, adrenal glandulars um, they are basically what happens is you can extract the adrenal glands from, from animals typically, um, and you can put them into a supplement. You can desiccate them, dry them up, you know, chop them up, put them into a supplement and take it yourself. And these glandulars, they contain a lot of enzymes, prohormones, and precursor hormones. Um, and your body can utilize those. Even though they came from an animal, you can use them. You're, they can be supplied into the, the adrenal chain and your body can make use of those. And they do provide you with energy. They support your, your um, cortisol levels and they support your adrenal function. So you can use one or both. I tend to, tend to find the best results using both, um, using adrenal adaptogens and glandulars. So when I'm treating uh, patients with Hashimoto's, I will recommend that they use both adrenal glandulars and adaptogens, usually, unless they have really mild adrenal fatigue. Um, the more, the more uh, severe your adrenal fatigue is, the more likely you are to need glandulars. Um, you know, mild to moderate can get away sometimes with just the adaptogens. So there is some some, you know, you can play around with what you're taking, how much you're taking, um, but just realize that there are two different ways that you can address your adrenal glands, and I usually, usually both is the best way to approach that. So number four would be the use of probiotics or prebiotics. So I'll hold this up so you can see it. So why do we care about your gut if you have Hashimoto's? Well, for a lot of reasons. So number one is the fact that about 20% of T4 to T3 conversion occurs in your gut. So if you have any sort of problem with your intestinal tract, meaning inflammation in your intestinal tract, acid reflux, um, bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, um, chronic constipation, whatever it is, if you have any sort of issue like that, you're going to blunt or reduce the amount of T4 to T3 conversion that occurs there. Okay, so that's obviously a bad thing. If you have low thyroid, you don't want your thyroid to become even lower, right? You want it to be as high as it possibly can. So anything that you can do to treat your gut will improve your thyroid, which again is one of the things we care about, remember, improving thyroid function, by improving your gut. The second reason is that a lot of autoimmunity, let me write this here, a lot of autoimmunity starts in the gut. So what does that mean? It means that a lot of times we have inflammation in the gut, which, well, actually we can sum it up in this way, leaky gut, okay? So what ends up happening is a lot of people have damage to the intestinal lining. That allows things to seep through those cracks that, that shouldn't otherwise get into your bloodstream. They get into your bloodstream, your immune system looks at them, and they say, hey, that, that shouldn't be here. Let's, let's create an antibody to that. 
So your, your immune system recognizes the whatever passes through as foreign, it starts attacking that thing, and then it just so happens that whatever came through looks a lot like your thyroid gland, and then your body says, well, let's attack the thyroid gland in the process, or it's just a casualty of that process. And obviously that's how a lot of um, autoimmunity starts, and that's called molecular mimicry. We don't need to talk about uh, specifically what that is, but what you do need to know is that this often starts inside your intestinal tract. So treating, treating the gut with probiotics, healing that intestinal barrier, normalizing the, um, the, type of, the, the type and concentration of certain bacteria in your gut is very healing to the gut, and that will have an impact on your inflammation and your immune function and thyroid function. So you can hit all three of these by focusing on your gut, which again is exactly what we care about. So probiotics, obviously you can do that with the use of probiotics, which are just certain types and, and concentrations of um, beneficial bacteria that, that you then swallow, which kind of help to repopulate the tract or are very stimulatory to the GI tract. And you can also do that with the use of prebiotics. Now probiotics get a lot of attention. Prebiotics are a little bit different. Prebiotics, essentially what they do is it's food for healthy bacteria. Well, actually it's food for any bacteria, but what you would like to do ideally is take the right type of prebiotics to then only allow certain types and strains of bacteria to grow and to flourish in your intestinal tract. So if there's certain, if there's certain bacteria, which there are by the way, which help to reduce inflammation, uh, you can actually feed those bacteria certain types of prebiotic foods and cause them to grow. So really one of the ways that you want to treat the gut is by focusing on both on probiotics and prebiotics instead of just one or the other. So that will help improve the gut, which will again, reduce inflammation, increase uh, or balance immune function, and of course, increase thyroid function, which is all the things that we want. So these are four supplements that I have. And by the way, this is just part one. So I'll come out with a lot more because there's other areas. I know many of you listening to this are gonna be like, what about vitamin D? What about magnesium? What about this? What about that? We'll talk about some of those other ones in just a minute um, or, or in part two here, but I just wanted to at least get four of what, I would say these are probably some of the most important. If you were going to have a Hashimoto's regimen and you were gonna address zinc and selenium, adrenals and your gut, that's a pretty good comprehensive um, way to approach Hashimoto's thyroiditis because it manages all of the areas that are so important. So if you have any questions about these, um, if you want me to talk more about the dose, leave that, leave a comment below as well. I can talk about the doses and what I recommend and how I you know, get really good results using some of these things. Um, so I can do that if, you, if, you, if you'd like. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you download my free thyroid PDF resources. I have tons of information to help patients with Hashimoto's, thyroid problems, all types of thyroid problems, by the way, including those who have had their thyroid removed. Um, so if you like this sort of information, I have tons more like that that you can get for free um, on my website. Um, and otherwise, that's all I have for you guys. So I'll see you in the next one.